Welcome to the Exchange for the Exchange podcast, where we exchange ideas about current events, pop culture, and theology. And live. we are on air, boys. Okay. You are live. For the record, <laughs> Josh Pinnell is laughing. Nikolai Carpathia. <laughs> so gentle. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what Alex is going to say at this point. Welcome to the Exchange podcast. It's good to be broadcasting to the throng once again. I hope you enjoyed the last episode, but in some ways, I hope you didn't enjoy it too much, and I think Daniel can agree with me, mm. being as though we were not a part of that episode. But mm. we've come <clears throat> now to tack on a mini-ep discussing Rogue One. I think we need to add a spoiler alert. I am going to reveal critical plot lines. Ray is Luke's father. Oh, I saw <laughs> oh, oh, man. Dude, just a word about my lateness to the party on this movie. There were a couple of instances where we were going to go see the movie, but we decided to stay home and record the podcast instead. <laughs> Boys, what were your initial thoughts of Rogue One? I'm going to throw it to Josh first. Okay, so I've seen this movie twice now. My opinion has changed slightly between the first and second showings. The first showing, I was like blown away. I couldn't wait to see what was hap- what, what would happen next. Now, I did notice there are a few things in it that were kind of jarring to me. Like the first 20 minutes, you're just going back and forth between all these worlds, meeting all these different characters, and you're just like, what the heck is going on? There's no opening crawl, so you're not really sure where this is fitting into the story. And you kind of just like, after being confused for a while, it kind of just like lands you there. But I will say at the end of it, I felt like I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was very good. I compared it with the original trilogy. After the second showing, mm. uh, I started to see a little bit more flaws in it. Mm. Uh, one of the biggest problems, I think, is that there's not much character depth. As all the characters are introduced, this is just so annoying. I did notice this the first time, but it wasn't as annoying the first time as it was the second time. Hello, my name is so-and-so. I am this person. And then Cassian, he has that scene where he's like, I've been fighting since I was seven. That's the whole of that story that we get. You know, it's just like, it didn't feel like yeah. round to me it's like they tried to give character depth in some like they were like oh crap we have no depth and then they were like okay well let's just like add a few things here yeah passing statements where you're like okay what does it look like for a seven-year-old to be fighting in the rebellion right i kind of would like to know (laughs) i'm like are you like the water boy for the pilots or like what yeah like happening are you on the front lines like what's going on And like, I feel like I can go into this a little bit more, but I want to hear what you guys think too. I don't want to go too long. But um, I felt like the 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 conflict was very much like you go to the storyline store and you buy a bottle of conflict and you get your brush and you just painted it. So like going in, I'm like, I already know what conflict paint looks like. You're just painting conflict paint. Like all the character conflicts are like, not only were they predictable, but they were just like not lasting. Like, Rogue One didn't give me anything that would want to know more about what happened in the past. Mm. I was kind of like, okay. Anyways, when's episode eight coming out? I feel like as a Netflix movie, it would have blown my mind. But being in the theaters, especially with it in episode seven, it just it just didn't parallel. But then, you know, Josh told me, hey, if you don't compare the two, then it is a good movie on its own, which I agree with. Boys, I saw it last night, so it was pretty fresh in my mind. I, I had the dude. 
it always happens to me that if I don't see a movie right away and I hear everyone talk about it, I, I'm, I'm automatically a very optimistic person. So when I have the opportunity to like get really optimistic about something, it always disappoints. Um, so that being said, slightly underwhelming. My expectations were high. Good movie. Great movie. I'm not trying to take away from it. Way better than the prequels. Like, not even close. On par with Force Awakens. Star Wars is so... Like, making a new Star Wars movie is trying to capture that feeling you have, or that feeling you had Mm -hmm. when you were a kid and you woke up on Christmas morning. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what it's trying to do. If you watch the movies now... These aren't like groundbreaking films. It's weird, man. It's weird. It, you know, you watch them and you're kind of like, man, I love these movies a lot. Like these movies are awesome, but I'm not like, I'm not exactly sure why I like them so much, you know? But there's just something about like the lightsabers and like the conflict and when the Millennium Falcon revs up and like, it's just weird, dude. It's just, there's, there's a very high nostalgia. So that being said, now that they're trying to make new movies, they're trying to make it without the nostalgic factor, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's they're a little hollow as opposed to the original ones. But they're great movies. I'm, I'm a fan of Disney making a bunch of them. Way better than a bunch of movies that are coming out nowadays. I didn't, and this goes to the same with the prequels, I didn't like knowing the ending of the movie the whole time. <laughs> and I didn't think it spoiled for me, but I knew they were all going to die. Like Yes. That's where you had to force yourself... I can't suspend my my belief. You just have to, man. Dude, it would have it would have made the it would have made it would have gone back in time and made the 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 original trilogy worse because if these people survived, they should have been a part of the main. Of course, revolution. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying that, man. I'm not saying that you should pretend like I'm saying watch the movie as if you don't know. That's hard. I don't know. Those words. You're asking him to live in a land of fantasy, Joshua. The land I always live in. <laughs> okay, so the, that, so then the other negatives were. I feel like it was a bit culturally charged, and I might I might come across as like a bit of a maybe like a bit of a racist, but like I feel like they're trying to give so much diversity that they're kind of like really overdoing it a bit, you know? Yeah, there was way too many people of color in that movie. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say the negative one. I'm glad I'm glad you caught it. Like you know, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not. I'm half Iranian, so like, there's that. But <laughs> but I just felt like okay, the only white guys are the bad guys. Um, but I, you know, it, it is what it is. I just feel like they're overdoing it. You know, well, that's a discussion all in, all in and of itself is yeah, sure. how does Star Wars um, paint that humans? Is a, that is a discussion. Um, I didn't like that the stormtroopers didn't look original. Or didn't look like even close to what they did in the New Hope. That makes sense because they're a previous model. No, they're not, dude. I mean, the time between Rogue One and the New Hope is like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, it leads, right into, it leads right into a New Hope, dude. That's there's awesome. no time. There's no time for a new model. Positives. I like that they gave grit to the rebellion. I feel like you can kind of like be like, okay, these are the Nazis. And these are the clean good guys. And there's never, it's black versus white, you know? Like, there's never any sort of, like, distinction. Cassian, when he killed that dude, 
and like he was talking about like assassinating people and it showed that the rebellion is more gray than it is white but then he has a chance to kill jen's father and he doesn't take it it's like they they say like he he kills the he kills this one guy in the street but then he doesn't even have the guts to assassinate because he has no it's it's not because he doesn't have the guts it's because he he couldn't decide if he was good or bad at the end he just decided that he was good and that's the point is like uh jen's father was a good guy but you didn't know that, like, and you still are like kind of questioning it, you know. It just felt like a, it just felt like a week, and like this is in conflict with everything this character, everything we know about this character, which is not much, and he hasn't gone through any life experiences to make him change. It's just like a random change, except for, me- except for meeting Jen. Like, there's that. I don't think no, but that that doesn't that like he doesn't change until that moment, and it's, I don't. There's nothing to make him change in that moment. He just doesn't do it. Yeah. Another thing I really liked about it was how they fixed the plot hole from A New Hope. Yes. Um, the best part of it. it. And they made it make sense. The whole, yes. like, how they get these plans, why would they ever build a weakness into the Death Star? And they fantastic. Yeah. It made, that, that part of it made A New Hope better, for sure. Yes, it's a trap. It's a trap. There's um, a weakness in the Death Star. And then, I'm trying to think of my last good thing. Last 30 minutes, excellent. Just oh, dude. Great. Just great. It felt like 10 minutes, dude. K2SO, when he died, I couldn't believe but it. And did anybody else recall the scene in Forrest Gump with, like, the trees and the sand and the dude's BFF dying in his arms kind of thing <laughs> going on? Did anybody else think about that? No, man. I just made, like, I was like, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure the director was thinking, like, I want this to be, like, Forrest Gump in Vietnam. Can you guys do that for me? Who was holding the friend? I mean, okay, he wasn't physically holding him as he died, but it was very much like that. Oh. I don't know. When Brody died, oh my gosh, that was the saddest for me of all the deaths. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Like, why do you feel worse when a handicapped guy dies? Brody, <laughs> Even yeah. though he was, like, the strongest character in the whole... Are you talking about Forrest Gump? No, no, no. no I'm talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the blind guy. <laughs> I serve that to you on a silver platter, Josh. <laughs> Last part, dude. When Vader just oh. wrecks those fools. I I would like to see a movie of Vader just doing that the whole time. <laughs> I've gone on record saying and will continue to say that scene is worth the price of the ticket. Yes. Oh, They're, oh man. Dude, that scene is hard to describe with words, but it is so good. When his lightsaber, and, and it could be that you were lightsaber starved at that point too, because like there was no lightsabers at all during the whole movie. No, it wasn't. It was the best. It was the best and scariest use of the Force by a Sith that we've ever seen in all the yeah. Star Wars movies. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That might be one of the best scenes in the whole movie. I agree. The whole man. trilogy. I mean, in the whole in the movie for sure, but like in the whole in the whole uh-huh. not trilogy, but in the whole like series. Mm-hmm. When Luke uses anger against Vader in Return of the Jedi, it's not as good as that. When he mentions his sister and then Luke loses it, it's not as good <laughs> as that. But it was great. Boys, great movie. I like doing these mini-apps uh, about movies. Uh, I think it's a good thing. Um, do I sign off on a mini-app? I did. You did. You signed off with my sign-off? You didn't listen to the podcast. I did not. Dude, I... Okay. Tisk, tisk. My life. Yes. My life. Dude, pop it in the car. That's what I do. Dude, when do I drive? Boys, good night and good luck.